What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. Why, why, why? Right? Are you ready to invest? Are you, are you ready? <laughs> Bomb it down the fairway, bitches. Callaway five wood. Right. So, oh, you know what? Disclaimer. You don't have to say anything about any location other than hunting Utah. You don't have to... We're not too secretive. No, I get that. People who know Some you people know. Some people are. People who yeah. know you know, and that's fine. But you can just say hunting Utah on yeah. a general tag, a limited tag, or a premium, or however yeah. you want to frame it up. But you don't, like, I'm not looking for anything. No. Anything that's on, as far as anything that we talk about. You know, like yeah, we're not as secretive as some. Like, yeah. we'll say Wasatch unit. That's a huge freaking unit. Doesn't yeah. scare me out yeah. to yeah. say that. Yeah, or the you front, know, bro. The, the front, front bro. The front, bro. I'm not a front, snatch. bro. Yeah. The satch. snatch. We're just hunting the snatch, bro. Yeah, yeah. hunting yeah. the snatch. We're sitting in your trophy room. Did you just do this wall? Yeah, since That's you've been here. Uh, since I've been here. Me and my dad did that like six months ago. Got a really? Pinterest. Nice. That's kind of weird. The whole wood set? Well, the yeah, so idea. you're a Pinterest shopper now. That wood's just My like, wife makes fun of me. That wood's just like quarter inch underlayment plywood, and we did it, we stained it, stained it all ourselves. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. So the entryway in my house, I'm sure you've seen a picture of all of the different mounts. Where you got your buck and stuff. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. I want to do that exact thing. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. Just because it looks neat. It looks yeah. cool, yeah. I mean, it's not modern. It's not rustic. It's just... Mm-hmm. I like wood. Like yeah. homes on the inside that I are like wood. I like wood. You like leather-bound books? I like I like strong wood. <laughs> strong stiff wood. wood. No, like I'm mahogany? Like you are from California. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the rich mahogany. I'm going for an Anchorman quote, and you're going gay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Must be the Californian in me. That's okay. Maybe, yeah. But that looks good, man. It took us only like four or five hours. Really? Yeah. We got lots of plans for the man cave, but our next things haven't happened yet. We gotta get rid of this carpet. We're gonna do laminate down here. Yeah. Throw these couches away. Get rid of the dogs. Yeah. Just kidding. Right. We gotta make some room. We got. You got another bull out coming in. One deer coming, another bull. What deer? My deer. I saw that from last year. Yeah, I went and got him. You didn't get it back yet? I went and got him from Dickhead because I just didn't feel like he treated you the best. And I was like, well, I'm going to go pick it up if you weren't the most happy with your Did You you saw the Chuck Liddell buck. Yeah, that's why I went and got (laughs) it is because I felt bad that I even sent you you to him in the first place. I was like. Had a man, mohawk if, up the back where he's like, man, like he, an, inch, an inch deep mohawk. Yeah, that yours did. Like those yeah, guys, you know those guys who do those like really cheap shitty mohawks yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, it looked like that all the way down the back of my butt. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. after that, but when you look at it from the front, it looks great. Yeah, yeah right. It looked good. It looked yeah. good. So after I saw that, I went and picked them up and kind of added an here. inch to that form. Yeah. And and still had a little bit of <clears throat> hide left to 
<laughs> Phil. Yeah. Wow, so where'd you take it? Uh, a dude down in American Fork. Put the same place I took to Doug. Doug? Is it Doug? Steve Iyer. Steve. Oh, okay. Because yeah. yeah. that's where we were today, I, I want to say, is down in American Fork in some guy's really? back shed. Yeah. Could have been the same dude. Drive through like a little was farm it? property and stuff. He's got like axes. No, it's like right on. No, no, no. He has it a was a huge weed farm. That'd be fucking tight <laughs> on the side. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was awesome. It's all medicinal. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Don't worry. I don't cut out much, but I'll cut that out. Yeah, don't get us in trouble. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, What's our time stamp? Oh, we're only four minutes in, so we're good. Perfect. You're all, wait, we've been recording wait, this whole what? time. what? <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Um, so, the, the place that I went to, yeah. he's got a bunch of horses. Yeah. And you, like, drive in, you park on the front street and walk around the back side of the house. Yeah, this must be a different dude. You can walk back to a barn. His axis here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in his front yard, he had, like, yeah, a little gated steer, spot. Like, what do you have, quail or dove or something? No, like pheasants. That? Oh, pheasants? Yeah, like a Seriously? Pheasants. Yeah, yeah. The dude's a freaking That's badass. That's got to be the same dude. If he had axis deer. No, no, no the one I'm saying, and they just oh. had horses. Just oh. horses. And an axe throwing spot. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. But he had, a, he had like two real nice dull sheep that had just gotten dropped off. And a really? caribou that was real nice that had just gotten dropped off. And huh. nice. some other stuff. But that's crazy. So you're getting that back soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty quick. He does a lot of the tanning mm-hmm. for the other tax service in the state. So oh, cool. hopefully he'll have it done. They say if you drop off a decent chunk of money, they'll have it done in a couple months. So Yeah, he did this bull right here. This is my buddy's bull. And uh-huh. my buddy shot it on a rifle tag here in Utah and got it back on Thanksgiving. That's a big bull. It's like two months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two and a half months later. <laughs> Like, I would die to shoot a bull that big. That breaks 300. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All these ones do. All these ones? Yeah. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. All these bulls just breaking 300, like, breaking Next year, we'll show you some big dogs. Yeah, we'll get into it next year. I'm excited for that. Draw that tag. Yeah. 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 That'll happen for sure. I don't know how big that one was. I think our buddy says he's right around 350. Awesome bull. Yeah, those daggers are just. He shot it at. Those are swords. He those shot are daggers. <laughs> he shot it at eighty yards with his rifle. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yep. It's usually how it happens, though. You take a bow and you can't get within distance. You take a rifle and you shoot him up close. How far did you shoot that one at? My rifle bull, I shot in probably at like sixty-five yards. After making a mile long stock on him, really through a blizzard. That's why you buy those long range rifles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those fifty five yard shots. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's shooting an inch and a half low at fifty five. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's it snowed on us the night before, and wake up and went down to the glassing knob and got out of the buggy and we're sitting there glassing. And first meadow I glass, this bull right here was just laying there bedded with all of his cows. Getting some sunshine. And I told my dad, I said, all right, I'm going for him. He's like, oh, you don't want to sit and look out? I'm like, no, he's big enough. I can see the frame. So I drop my pack, start hiking, drop off one canyon into the bottom of another canyon, hiking up, fog rolls in. He's sitting there shivering and can't even move. I can't see him or the bowl. <laughs> and freezing. Just a wall of fog off. in front yeah. of you. So yeah. snow comes Fucking in, great. fog comes in. 
he can't see me, and so I'm just going blind. Yeah. I'm like, hey, where am I in, in relation to the bull? He's like, I don't know. I can't see you. <laughs> Finally, the fog clears. He's like, where are you? So I start waving my orange vest around. He's like, he's like two ridges over the wrong way. <laughs> no he's way. Like, he's like, yeah, you went the complete wrong way. Go up the canyon and then keep walking away from me. So I go back up and keep walking away from him. Finally, I get up on top, and he gets on the radio, and he's like, yeah, you're you're within shooting distance. He should be right there. So I'm sitting there looking around, and I see the cows up above me, about 150 yards, just kind of up in the trees. And then I hear uh, hit a bull raking a quakey off to my left. So I hurry and just kind of go up over this rise real slowly. And he's right there, just raking a tree, probably 65, 70 yards. I didn't even range him. He was that close. Pulled no up. big deal. Yeah, pull up, shot him. And then he just instantly just arched his back and started running downhill. I racked another shell. Shot at him again. Don't know where that one went. And then I hit on the radio after I, I watch him die. Yeah. And I tell him, I tell my dad, I'm like, yeah, dad, I got him. He's down. And I hear from a mile away across the canyon, <laughs> woo! Just hear him screaming. Because you saw the bull fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How cool was that? It was that? awesome. It was what's cool is we saw this bull, too, the night before the opener. And he, he was with a bunch of cows. And Brighton's like, that's a freaking big bull, and I don't know how the heck I'd pass that bull. And then, like, ten yeah. days later, he killed him. Really? Yep. So I got or video, I got later, video I of my, uh, my bull before the hunt even started, pushing cows and bugling and stuff. So it was cool to get a before, a whole bunch of before footage, and then for the me whole again. gamut. Yep. Yep. So I'll just make full circle. Yeah. Well, and his tips are so cool. Yep, they curve way up, and his main beams are different than any other main beams like the bulls in this room. Yeah. If you notice, like most of the other ones, they go up to their force, yeah. and then they kick back, and then it goes fist six. Yeah. My bull, the beams are just straight, yeah, all the way back, yeah, which is just something different that I That's so haven't crazy. really seen in a lot of other bulls. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I've yeah, never seen an elk a... that big in the field before. Yeah? I, as big as any of these. Oh. Well, I'm hunting. No, because well, I mean, if I saw one that big, it'd be dead. So yeah. You live in the wrong state, though. I do. Yeah, you live in California. Yeah, it's that's a okay. communist <clears throat> state. That's okay. Yeah. But you... someone has to live behind enemy lines. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Next year, you'll see bulls like this. When you draw that tag, but I mean, hopefully those those are they Roosevelt Roosevelts or Tuli's? Tuli elk. Tuli's? Tuli elk, so they're the smallest yeah. in the elk family. Yeah, but those are still huge bulls that you're filming. And they are pictures for Tuli elk. They are. They're breaking. They're like right at three. They I don't guess, get much bigger. I guess their than that. bodies are just smaller. Their bodies are smaller. Huge. Yeah, because yeah, you look at those mm. pictures and I'm like. Dude, that's like a 350, 360 bull. But no. I guess if they're if they're a slightly bigger mule deer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean their bodies are. They're big. Yeah. You know, when you, when, like I held a 349 mm -hmm. Tule elk before I, wow. before I left the state. Uh, yeah. A guy shot one down in Southern California and I went, or Central California, whatever. San Luis Obispo area, which means nothing to you. And uh, so I was down and, and I was holding it and the mass on it was just like, Insane. It's a 349 Thule elk. It's Jeez. fucking ridiculous. Super high record book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 in the books for sure. Like, was that archery? They don't get much yeah, bigger. It was, it was still in velvet too. They don't oh, get. Wow. They don't. They don't get much bigger than 300. Yeah. Yeah. Like. So that's like, like a cool. 400 inch bull, uh, Rocky Mountain elk. Yeah, it'd be like getting a 410. Holy crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I can't remember what this what the state record is, what the world record is right now off the top of my head, but tule elk aren't that big and when you when you see a bull, right? Like I saw a video mm-hmm. of the bull, there's a three forty nine. Yeah. You know, and the, and then you I guess the three forty nine's big no matter what. So let me do it with a different one. There was another one that the guy had that was like maybe a two fifty. Right, two fifty, maybe two sixty, and you. I saw the video of that one alive before they shot it, and then you hold it in your hands, and on film, they look so much bigger because their bodies are like equivalent, right? So, like when you look at a two fifty Rocky Mountain elk. Yeah. It's small looking. Yeah, because the body's right? so big. Because the body's so big. So when you look at a 200, you know, or, or a 175. It's proportionate. Tule elk, yeah, it's proportionate. I was, like, searching everywhere for, my, for that word. <laughs> for the word. And I couldn't get it. So I was just at length explaining. We, we knew what you meant. It's okay. Yeah. Equivalent, Words are hard. Proportionate. Man, dude. And uh, so, yeah, they're proportionate. Right. Gotcha. To body size. Yep. Antler size. And then when you just pick up an antler, you're like, this is it? Yeah. Shouldn't this be like three shouldn't, times the size shouldn't that Shouldn't this it? be bigger? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, a lot of people say that. Shouldn't this be bigger? <laughs> I mean, I tell myself that every single day of my life. <laughs> wake up and I say, Gosh, shouldn't this be bigger? <laughs> but, and you're a little guy. I'm, I'm, a, little I'm a big guy. guy. <laughs> Talk about proportion wrong. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. You got you got real life you're struggles. Like a elk and he's a Rocky Mountain elk. Yeah, you know. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Like a Rocky Mountain elk with the am- antelope porn. <laughs> wow. It's just rough living. It's okay. Rough limit. Limit. It's okay. So now, I guess let's introduce all three of you guys. Because there's there's all three of you here. It's kind of weird to get us. All I mean, together. I've been I've been working at making this happen for two years. Yeah, I think right? more than that. Because when did when did we first meet? Yeah. The podcast is two years. So, tell how we met first of all. So the first year I came to Utah, yep, to hunt. I had shot my buck, and my dad and myself. I took my dad on the death march. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. tried and to kill him. It's that's how he felt. Yeah, for damn sure, he was not happy with me. <laughs> and uh, we had got to a spot, and I was making us lunches. Right, we were eating whatever the 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 hot lunch was that day. And we were sitting in a valley. Here come two dudes walking he, right he, up your valley. And I'm and I'm looking across the valley, and here come two dudes walking up. The trail, because there's a the fu- trail, the fucking trail. <laughs> the trail we thought we were making a really good sneak into this valley, yeah. but there's no trail in them. No, there's a good trail. There's a really good trail into this valley, and up comes you guys, you know. But thank yep. God that you guys were were coming up, and yeah, we pushed a buck out. We kicked think. a buck out of that out of that aspen patch down below, and my dad got a shot, and. You know, then after we went and looked for blood and, and looked for a buck and 
came up empty-handed. My dad walked off the mountain, and we were walking <laughs> past the knob you guys were on, and I was like, I'm going to go up there and talk to these guys for yep. 45 minutes or an hour. Tried to talk us into shooting a little two-point. That yeah. was a really nice two-point. <laughs> and there was a three-point. <laughs> it was bigger than the one that you shot. Hey, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I remember when we were walking up the trail, my dad's like, shit, there's people in the basin. I was like, what should we do now? He's like, let's go anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah. You know, because here we are years later. Yeah. And it's funny. We've, got, we've acquired some fun stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, whether, whether we're hunting the same mountain range, I mean. Or mutual friends that think that they shot your buck. Yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> let's not get into that story. Yeah, we don't have not to get into time. that story. <laughs> Not this time. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've had some pretty good, you know, waking up to BBD written on the back, and it wasn't Big Black Dick, it was Big Buck Down. <laughs> Big Buck Down. Written on the back window of my yeah. truck. We were yeah. young, pretty loud, I thought for sure. I was asleep, you. all you had to do yeah. was to knock on my, on the, I wasn't sleeping in the bed of my truck yet, though. Oh, so that was the year after, right? That, that was last year. This, yeah, this, was, this was past year. Oh, yeah. Year. yeah. When we, we yeah. hiked down after we killed Brighton's Yeah, so anyways, we all sat down on that knob, and you guys were already sitting there looking at like five or six bucks that mm. me and my dad were just 200 yards from. Yeah. Never even knew that, that they were there. And, uh, you know, we all just kind of just talked and became buds and exchanged phone numbers exchanged phone numbers like backcountry you know brook yeah. back mountainers and you know <laughs> I mean, we've met lots of lots of our friends that way yeah weird yeah. mountain yeah mountain, you know, mountain encouraging meet good yeah. dudes up there though you know and i'll it's funny that you say that because it i feel like when you run into friendly hunters in the mountain, it's like an instant bond. Because right. I've run into assholes on the mountain. I'm sure you have, too. Yeah. I mean, you just wave and then you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, you know, or like you can tell that they don't maybe have a moral compass or, or etiquette procedure when there's other guys on the mountain or right. anything like that. You know, and, and it's always nice to run into people that are friendly and helpful, you know, because like we sat down and... and talk back and forth for 45 minutes or an hour hunting stories and this and there's a buck and oh here's another buck and i'm like you should go shoot that no you should go shoot that and it's just like there's just constantly <laughs> bigger bucks yeah you know and uh yeah we all well you guys stayed up there later than that because i had to go catch up with my dad right you know right yeah we stayed till dark that night yeah he was having a rough break that day yeah he wanted yeah. to go well, he home he almost I killed think. him and then he found out there's a trail yeah <laughs> i'd be pretty pissed too yeah <laughs> yeah he's not thrilled with me yeah i remember that when he walked up you're like he's pissed <laughs> yeah 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 i was that's like he's funny. pissed <laughs> been a bad day but that's how we all met yep so jeff big jeff you want to introduce yourself uh sure Jeff Meacham. Not Meacham. Not Meacham. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. I'm pretty some sure. Some people say that. But I, I definitely have I called correct you. some of them. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Depends. If I feel like it. Like diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then my older son, Brighton. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Brighton. I'm the oldest I'm, out of three. I'm, I'm Porter, the baby brother. He's my baby brother, but he's bigger than me. He's... I'm the little big brother. Well, and that's how you introduced Porter was like, 
this is my machine and he's going to haul anything I kill <laughs> off this they're mountain both, for me no matter both what. Pack horses. Yeah, but you weren't there yet. No. We I hadn't met yet. No, we weren't there. I didn't meet you that year. No, like, we didn't meet I, I until did. you picked me up from the airport. Yeah, well, so. Well, yeah, that was an expo. Me and him came picked you up. Yeah. 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 We'll see. When they get back, they go, yeah, we met this. We get up there and I'm sitting there glassing and Porter goes, I see these guys. They're decked out from head to toe, Kuyu. That was the first yep, thing I said yep. to you guys. It's like, gosh, look that. at these dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> decked out from head to toe, Kuyu. Actually, so they're funny. nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're not dickheads at all. This you know, whole time I thought they were douchers. You know what's funny, though, about that statement is that I have heard endlessly that a lot of guys that are in the field that are always in head to toe, Kuyu, are fucking douchebags. <laughs> they're not they're not nice guys or they're super pretentious yeah. assholes on the mountain. And I'm not like I love Kuyu, I wear Kuyu, Kuyu gives me nothing, they pay me nothing. Right. I, you know what I mean? Like I have no contract or deal with them. You know, but like I, I hear that from a lot it of happens. people that that's always you know You think more than other brands? Uh I don't know, I don't ever really yeah. Who knows? Okay. Pay attention to yeah. what people are wearing. Yeah, you know, on the on the hell much. Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, these guys are my pack horses, though, for sure. Yeah, they they make me hike farther than I want, and then, and then they you usually make them pack it out, pack out whatever I shoot. <laughs> I carry right. some stuff. Yeah, like the snacks. Some yeah. water. Some water. Some water. Maybe the bows. Yeah. You guys tired? Here's some snacks. Dad, when the hell did you get some Skittles? <laughs> well, I've had them the whole time. <laughs> We're in the Rockies. We had an extra pack of Skittles this whole time? Taste the rainbow, son. Oh, that's so gay. <laughs> this year with my bull is the first time we've ever used horses on any animal. Oh, it was so nice. Yeah. It oh. was awesome. It was yeah. nice. That would have sucked, though. I mean, even with five of us, that was one of the biggest bloody elk we've ever, we'd ever seen. Well, I shot a cow elk. That same, out of that same canyon, uh-huh. and it was my dad's cousin and I, and I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back down here to pack it out a second time. I got out in one trip. So I two put, guys, one trip. Yeah, I put. Wow. I put, uh, no head though. That helps. No, yeah, I put. Sure. I did that, that two years before when I killed. I killed a little raghorn. Um, same thing. Same, same canyon. Kind of, same, by kind of in the same area. It was a spike. Yeah, a spike by four. Yeah. Me and my so buddy. So are the. Is it pretty much any bull or cow? Is it like how's that tag? Well, it's cow or spike area. Cow or spike. Unless area. you draw a limited entry tag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's archer's choice, but in the area that we hunt, it's cow or spike if mm-hmm. you buy the over the counter. But there's certain parts of the state that you can hunt open bull okay. or cow spike. Okay. So it's kind of any elk. So okay. there are certain areas of the state where you can use that tag for whatever you want but the area that we specifically on just because porter had his big bull tag this year it is cow spike okay for the over the counter and then that, so that was what you had done before yep. he shot his bull yep. this so year. i, I packed out a rear afternoon. two fronts and all the back straps and tenders you didn't leave the bone in that hindquarter did you yeah yeah we did did you really yep so i had that i threw it on my xl and i hiked do you still have it with the bone in it uh, no, no I gave it to the taxidermist. I know what you're thinking. Cutter. I know flip you flop want to an do elk flip flop. Oh, flip flop. I mean, that's my goal this year when I kill an elk. Is to, well, if we get another one, yeah, that was like one. when I killed that little spike by four. We had me and my buddy. We both took. I t- we both took a hind, a shoulder, and then he took the back straps, and I took the head. Mm-hmm. And his little brother was with us, but he's only like ten years old, so he carried our bows. Yeah, and that was the good. That though. was the worst hike. Yep. Two hundred pound pack, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, no, it thanks. definitely hurts. It wasn't. There was no comfort to it. It was just like 
crawling up the mountain. <laughs> oh, it was going uphill. Well, we were still in oh, high yeah. school at that time, so we had school the next morning. <laughs> oh, God. And so we did that and then went to school the next morning. Because, <laughs> like, I found out this year I was hiking out my buck that I shot, you know, and it was mm-hmm. probably 100 pounds plus whatever I already had in my pack. Yeah. And then add the head, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was all uphill, but I would, I would hike uphill with trekking poles. I don't know if you use trekking oh, poles yeah, at all. Sure. Oh, yeah, they're a yeah. lifesaver. Yeah, but I would hike uphill with trekking poles than downhill with trekking poles. Mm-hmm. I'd rather hike uphill and out yeah. almost every time just because it's so much easier on my body. Yeah. Like downhill. Downhill with weight dude. on you hurts. Yeah. Everywhere, well, like from your hips to your uh, knees. It, it hurts your muscles and you get sore, but you don't get winded as much, I found at least. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Like, we just helped a dude with a limited entry bull hunt. You know about it, but mm-hmm. people yeah. listening don't. And uh, he shot it, and we had the choice of hiking halfway up the mountain or halfway down the mountain. So we put one buggy on top, one buggy on buggy on bottom, hiked from the top down to the middle, processed it, and then hiked all the way out. And that situation, it was definitely the better choice because it was literally too straight, straight up, up and down, straight yeah. up going too back, steep going up, yep. yeah, like. And loose, yeah, yeah. It was in a, it was just scree rock oh, the whole rough. way down, and then you'd get to a patch of trees, and it'd be kind of flat for a little bit, and then just more scree. So was it like the good kind of scree though, where you can kind of like step deep into it, it and snowboard down it, or ski down it a little? It was like yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, fun scree. Yeah. Like, some some spots it was, but yeah. most of the times it was just big. Like big boulders and stuff. Oh, to the, rock the ones where you step on and it rolls out of the way, you're <sighs> breaking your leg. Dude, that stuff freaks me out. Yep. We so. had to deal with some of that in the whites this year when we were on that sheep hunt. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, dude, you're going down some stuff and you're like, what am I doing here <laughs> right now? This Jeez. is a terrible idea. So what happened with your elk? Um, so it was a tough, tough year. We scouted all... well. So we scouted June, July, and uh-huh. right at the end of July. So you're putting in a lot of effort and oh, energy yeah. into scouting. Yeah, yeah. we're setting up. We wanted the same area, though, for well, same unit. So same unit, and pretty much a lot a of the same time. area for a long time. So we know pretty, the area. We're very familiar yeah. with it, and we know what kind of bulls will <clears> be there. But we scouted, scouted hard in June and July, and then end of July, I actually broke my ankle playing basketball with some friends, Holy and I shit. was ready to turn the tag. I in. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to turn the tag in. Because my doctor told me he wanted me in a boot until like for like four weeks, and that put me like literally the day before the opener. Or something did you like tell that. him to get fucked, or did you get a boot on? <laughs> so I took. A, I wore a boot. That's not gonna happen. I wore a boot for like two weeks and took it off, and really? I, just, I couldn't do it anymore. And my foot was feeling good enough that we didn't scout the rest of the year hardly at all. We had cameras up, but like I told you earlier, two of my cameras got stolen. But uh, did you see my ankle injury from last year? Yeah, I did. So yeah. it's all black and blue. Literally. The White Mountains is the first time that I had no swelling in my ankle. Really? And no pain in my ankle since that happened. That's cool. And that's because I had no boot. I guarantee you it's because I never put a boot. I never went to the doctor and never did anything for it. Yeah, that's cool. So you were were doing the hunt? Yeah, so I kept the tag, and it was really weird years. They weren't rutting like they usually do, even though they don't usually rut till the last week and a half, whatever, but... We just weren't getting into bulls like we usually do. Is that like Super. a magic trick to elk hunting that and the rut usually is not in the beginning? Or? Well, well just Utah, Utah has dates. screwed up dates. Oh, really? We yeah. start mid-August when we shouldn't start until September 1st ever elk That's hunting. weird. I didn't realize that it was a mid-August test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Utah Utah does it backwards where the early rifle hunters 
they get the hunt during the peak rut. Yeah. That makes it simple. Archery hunt archery hunters get the shaft. Huh. They, but they also get what is it a month? Yeah, you yeah. get a month four weeks yeah, instead we, of a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's better. that's kind of neat. It's better, and I mean sometimes it's almost. I mean, it's, I don't think it's better. I I think it's personally funner to call them in, but you mm-hmm. can sit wallows and stuff in the heat because it's so hot in August. Yeah. That what's the temperatures like doing the archery? Hunt in it August was like eighty degrees here. plus some days. Yep. Up there. It was so it got so hot. And that's a like days. what seventy five. Hundred feet right or something, eight, like that. something like that, and then yeah. so when you shoot, when you shot your bull, for example, how hot was it? That day, so that whole week, that big cold front cold coming. Front came in. I don't know. It's still probably sixty-five though. What yeah. do you do on like a super hot day when you have a bull down there? It's eighty degrees. Oh, yeah. Get it in the shade and, and hope get it, it out as fast spoil. as you can. Really? Yeah. Yep. yep. Is there like is there anything that you do that helps? Or do you literally just get it in no, the shade? Just try it. to get it in the shade yeah. and get it out as quick as get, you can. Get the hide off it as fast as you can. Get yeah. it in the shade. What usually, we've got lucky with is it usually cools down a lot at night. Obviously, you know, and so we like my bull and Brighton's cow that he shot. We both shot right at dark. Yeah. They oh, cool, it cools helps. down. Yeah. It cools down pretty quick in the evenings. Yeah. So if we can get it cut up, get the hide off, and then hang them up in the trees. Let them sit over the. Do you night. have to worry about bears out here much? Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. We see a lot of bears, but. I don't know. We've like, never had a mess with anything. We've yeah, been we've pretty been lucky. lucky. Some people have. Yeah. Had to lose half their meat overnight, and like my bull, we end, we end, we had to leave it. We left it overnight because we had the horses coming. Uh-huh. We we had it all quartered out and hung up in the trees. It's well, like cape, someone's deer last too. year. Yeah, we had it all caped, everything just ready to load in the horses, and then we just hung it up in the trees. And the next morning, it was like frozen. It got really cold that oh, night. Oh wow! So we, yeah. we got lucky there too. That's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bears suck. Yeah. yeah, we lost a bear at our. We lost a deer, at our camp one year, in California. A bear came in four nights in a row, and every night it took a quarter. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, my nice. buddy, my buddy shot. It would have been like a five by six on a general California tag, hmm. and all the first night it came, it took a ham, and the hind court, or no, it took a ham and the head. And a, one of the dogs went and actually found the head. Oh. So he got the head back, and he went home, I think, with less than 13 pounds of oh, meat. Oh, no. By the end of Jeez. the episodes of the bear. Dang. Bears are terrible. He has terrible. Let me rephrase this. The only time I've ever encountered predators eating our deer in California. Was with him. Are his animals that oh, he's really? killed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but he well, has bad luck with it. That's funny. Yeah. People see bears or they don't we see a lot of bears and yeah, other yeah. guys we elk hunt with have never seen a bear in their life yeah really we well, see several every year well i have multiple buddies that hunt up the same area that we do and they're like dude we've never seen a bear and then we're like oh yeah we've seen a couple bears and then this past year buddy was sitting in a wallow bear comes into the wallow and he's sitting there watching the bear the bear starts walking on the game trail towards him and he's like oh crap this is this bear's coming towards me what do i do so he just sat there and hoping that the bear would smell him and leave. Bear came around a bush about five feet away from him, and he shot right at his feet, scared him away, and he took off. So, really? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we don't really have that many encounters, at least us personally. But Yeah. That's crazy. But how many days did you hunt on your tag? Yeah, so I, I shot my bull on the or 19th day of the hunt, but 17 days of hunting. Wow. So... How many days did you have in scouting? Um, through June and July, probably 10-ish, because we didn't get to do anything in August. 
So a collective of 29 days in the oh, field yeah. for the season. But from August 15th until just last Sunday, I had slept in my own bed like four nights from mm-hmm. from Mylka, and then I went straight from Mylka to helping our buddy with the rifle tag. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice to be home. Yeah. How beneficial do you think that is to be able to have that much time in the field? Oh, it helps a lot because like this year, lot. like this year, dude, I found we went and explored a new area with this guy with the rifle tag, and I saw some really really nice bulls, and it just kind of helps us have an idea of a new area that we want to go we now want to go explore so. and check it out yeah. and see what's going on because I always go ahead no it's as much knowing the area as it is the elk because summer the summer scouting for elk yeah. is tough well we had a buddy this year who hunted with us his wife had a tag and he knows a different unit the manti unit really really well and killed a lot of elk on it and he knows how to hunt elk and uh he came to the, the wasatch where i shot my bull and they got their ass kicked, and I think a big part of it was just not knowing the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge part of it. Well, like I said, we, we see all these bulls in the summertime and see great bulls, and then once they shed their velvet, they're gone, and new bulls come in. Really? So it's kind, yeah. it's kind of weird. On it's a revolving like, door. It is, oh, yeah. It is weird. Like, But you just that's what I was saying, knowing the area is more important than knowing what elk is in the area, because usually we don't hunt the same elk we see in the summer. Uh-huh. It's like they just move so far if, looking if for cows. Well, and that's one of the craziest thing I think about elk is like, dude, you'll find elk in one spot, and you might find them five, six, seven miles oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. further away yep. the next day even. Yeah. Like they travel, man. Yep. They move they, around. It's crazy. A lot of times they'll come back to the same areas, but they do loop, huge loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if so. we're lucky enough to get one of the ones that had velvet on before, I mean, that's pretty dang lucky, but most of the time... The bulls that we have on trail cam, if we don't get them before they shed, they're gone. Chasing well, the bull you got this year mm-hmm. was a bull that you have a picture of in your truck. From two years from ago. From two years cool ago. I had cameras on that whole same area last year. We didn't get one picture of him last year, so I don't even know if he was in there. We didn't at all even last know year. he was in the area last yeah, year maybe or he was this even year. Dead. Yeah, we yeah, thought he might was, have thought. And then yeah. without a doubt it's the same bull. He's yeah, very and unique. he's like still half velvet almost. Yeah, yeah had a little like bit of velvet, roughed out, dried up. Yeah, you know, scabbed. Yeah, antlers. But it was cool the way he killed him. He kind of knew the area, knew where he was going, and kind of beat him to the wallow he was going to. I could hear uh, there was a bull up above me bugling, and I could tell it wasn't a great bull. It had a really kind of almost sounded like a spike bugling, you know. Yeah. And that bull, I could hear him down below in this little like, kind of like a little marsh area almost is where the wall kind of seeps out and he was going nuts down there just raking and stuff and i kind of knew he's gonna go up towards that bull and where there was a wall and i got up in there and i shot him at 20 yards wow it was awesome and he went how far did he run well so i shot him <laughs> what happened to your second shot yeah. Porter? Oh, there was two so i shot him and i just absolutely smoked him and i i knew i knew i hit him perfect at, and, 20. Uh, at 20 yards and he didn't even flinch like he was going he was in the wallow when I shot him and he was going nuts so I don't even <laughs> think he heard my bow and my arrow just blew through him and he just stood there and kind of looked around and I honestly think he would have died right there if I didn't try to grab another arrow I grabbed another arrow and he, I hit my riser kind of on it made a little noise and he looked at me and ran up on the hill like 10 yards so he's not like 30 and like I don't know what was going through my head but like I know I, <laughs> at that point I should have aimed like maybe 10 inches high on his back or something you know <laughs> for the 10 yard Compensation, and I had like four feet over him and launched it to who knows where. That and then he tried into space. And then, and then he tried to run right then and just face planted like 10 yards, 15 yards from where I shot him. Really? <laughs> yeah, so he donated an arrow to the woods. Yeah, yeah. Right, right when I shot it, it was one of those things like, oh, what the? Like, whoops. Oh, crap. <laughs> Didn't need to do that one. Yeah. 
There goes that. Not that getting cool. that arrow back. <laughs> right. It was made of wood, so I had to return it to where it was made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was actually the only night that either Brighton or my dad hadn't been sitting with me. Really? Uh, yeah. or, or one of my buddies, but... The solo trip. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. Earlier that night, it had rained that day, and so we kind of thought everything might be hunkered down, or we didn't really think, have much faith, and I was to the point right then where I was like, all right, I'm going to go hunt tonight, and if we don't kill a bull, we're moving. We're going to go to camp. a completely different area. And I went to look at a new area because it had been so tough. We weren't hearing bugles. Nothing was moving in the daylight. So I sent him down there just to go sit on that wallow, which has produced in the past. And I just went and looked at a new area, and yeah. then come back to camp, and he's got a bloody arrow and a big story well, to he, tell yeah, me. Yeah, you got to tell the story that you tricked him. <laughs> so uh, he likes to lie to me. I <laughs> shot him at seven fifteen. It usually gets dark about eight thirty ish. Around that time of or, year. Or, yeah, around that time of year. And so I shot him, and my cousin Matt was further up the trail, and I ran to Matt, made like a quarter mile. I made it uphill. I made it in like five minutes running at him, and I get Matt and. We go take some pictures of the bull and stuff, and then we hike back out, and we're hiking back. We're driving up the trail in my car, my forerunner, to get back to camp. It's like 8.30, right when we should be leaving, you know? And my dad pulls up. He's like, why are you guys out so early? And I'm like, I'll tell you at camp, trying to act kind of sad. I'm like, I was pissed or something. <laughs> and I show him my arrow. I'm like, look. He's like, did you freaking hit one? And I was like, yeah, it was a long, it was a pretty far shot, and I don't think I hit it that good. And my dad's like, oh, hit him crap. Back in the guts. I was like, I might have hit him in the guts. I don't know. And my dad's like, oh, that sucks. That's and then so I was like, thinking we got a long night ahead of us. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm just kidding. I watched him drop. And my dad's like, what? And I just pulled up my phone and showed him a picture. Oh. And he threw my quiver like 20 feet. It he's was holding it with pretty the awesome, though. He, yeah. earned, he earned that sucker for yeah. sure. And then we went, we, I called my buddy Jake, and he brought the horses. Yeah, Jake. We went down now, is that the up. same horses that you brought out last year? No, that was no actually... that's actually a different buddy. Oh, so, okay. No, yeah, so the buddy that uh, that he called, Jake, I went up with Jake, and we took the horses up. But they yeah. actually came up that night. And yeah, that night. But, yeah, right the, the horses I took on my deer hunt last year and these horses, totally different people. Oh, okay. Both good people. Okay. Yep. So it was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Worked out good. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Where Hello, you go? <laughs> Hello, you're live on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Do you have any statements? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Jared. Oh, he doesn't need to be on here. That'd be fun. So, you got the bowl down. You guys quartered it, right? Mm-hmm. Hung it up in a tree. You hung it up in a tree. You did it that night? Yeah. yeah we went oh, back okay. in. Yeah, so yeah. after they tricked my dad, mm-hmm. they hiked back down, processed it, got it all ready to go. Jake and I left Salt Lake went up to where we were meeting with them, mm-hmm. slept that night, woke up early in the morning, got the horses ready, hiked back down, loaded the horses up. Yeah, they got out. to camp with the horses right as we were getting back to camp After from going down and cutting them up. So yeah, they got out. on it. That's really good buddies on, on call. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's always so helpful to be able to be like, hey, man, mm-hmm. yeah, can you come help? Yeah. Because this is going to be a rough one. Yeah. I called Jake as like 10 minutes after I shot him. I was like, dude, how fast can you get horses up here? He was like, no way. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. On my way. Yeah. yeah. And they were on the road probably 10 minutes after that. Yeah. How cool. He had his horse trailer loaded and ready. Wow. It's definitely the way to go. So what was it like for you when you walk up and he shows you a bloody arrow? 
Well, I thought it was a bad thing because he told me he shot it at like 110 <laughs> and hit it in the gut. So I was kind of pissed. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. Oh, but then I started looking doing, at that arrow. shots yeah, that yeah. long. Well, he was like, this it's looks like it could. He's like, arrow he's like, it looks like, he goes, it looks like this could be good blood. Bright red that. blood, no guts, no bubbles, but just good, good blood. And yeah. You know, this I'm is like, like liver or something. I think he thought I was on to him a little bit. He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. He's dead. Yeah. So <laughs> it went from a really bad feeling to really happy. Happy he got him. Happy it was done. But also pissed because he tricked you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But that just makes it more fun. Yeah. 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 A better adventure. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So where are you going to put that bowl? Hopefully In this room. Yeah. Right there. Hopefully. You're fine. He doesn't want it to be too close to that big one, though. Yeah. You know? Your Maybe. big one? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're right there above the bow, be- the bow bench, the bow press. That's a good so. spot, too. I don't know yet. I still got to set helmet mountain. Because yeah. you do bow press. Yeah. Like, you, you work on people's bows mm-hmm. here in Utah. Yep, yep. I used to run an archery shop, and then they uh, relocated and kind of shut their doors here. And so I bought all the equipment, and now I kind of run a bow shop out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, it works, works out pretty good. It's a good side, part-time side job. Yep. It's got to be helpful. Oh yeah, keeps well, all of our stuff shooting. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice because we can we can all sit down and work on our bows, and make sure that they're dialed. We know for a fact that our stuff is shooting mm-hmm. perfect. We yeah. don't have to give it to someone and they take it in the back room and they come out thirty minutes later and they tell you it's shooting good. Yeah. So we'll see now. And I mean, I'm always going to plug West Coast Archery any chance that I get, but like. That's what I love about going to their shop is that Hans works with me yeah. directly yeah. and yeah. shows there's enough, me. There's not enough shops that do that. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? And yeah. and like he'll, I mean, and I've been, I'm a lifetime of bad habits as an archer, yeah. right? My yeah, form, everything is bad habits. That's why I learned it. And he'll, you know, if I'm doing something where he's like, "Hey, man, try this a little bit," you know, and yeah. like. It's well, so beneficial to work directly with the person and get to see yeah. what they're doing yeah. and have them kind of explain and walk walk me through it. Yeah, yeah. that's that what was, I try to do when I have people here. Yeah. And that was sure. the thing that we tried to do when we were both at that archery shop is we tried to... Because you worked there too, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he ran it for the two years. Yeah, so I started, work, I started working at an archery shop when I was like 13 years old, sweeping floors and just cleaning up and stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, then that archer shop relocated to Nevada and uh, went to this one that Porter and I worked at for a couple of years, helped run that while I was in school, graduated, helped run that for, I, I think, two years. And then I ended up leaving because I needed more time to go to school and wasn't really going to work out for longevity-wise for me. So Porter started running it after I left. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we tried doing that. We wanted to be different. We wanted to be more personal with people and we yeah. didn't want to that was a big part of why we that shop was successful yeah uh, being extremely personal with yeah. the people yeah because i mean clients it, everybody and, shoots mm-hmm. different my hand and your hand are different and the way that we shoot are different yeah. absolutely so i can shoot your bow and i could get a bullet hole but you could shoot your bow and you'd get a half inch tear yeah and some of that could be form and bad habits but also some of it could just be our hands are different mm-hmm. so well, and that's something, too, that I always try to tell new people that are getting into archery. Like, don't 
go shoot a Matthews because I shoot a Matthews. Yeah, go you shoot know every I mean? bow and find what fits you. Go shoot every bow that's on a wall in a bow shop. Yep, exactly. Find a bow that works the best for yep. you as an archer. That's a, and you guys, you shoot prime? Yep. Yeah. You both shoot prime. Point. You shoot Hoyt? He well, shoots Hoyt because he's a giant dude. That's hey. the only bow that's but, uh, the only Yeah, what's your draw in. length? 33 inches? 33. Are you fucking kidding? No. What in the I monster hell is that? <laughs> that's called kinetic energy. That is called... <laughs> he can't cut his How arrows. do you get your arrows? I don't cut them. I square I, the ends and call it You don't get hit. custom arrows that no. are super extra long? No. no. Get some right out of the package and you can put inserts in them right then and there. Oh, my you don't God. don't even have to cut them. Yeah, you just put an insert in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What kind of inserts do you use? Just the gold tip. Help me out. Gold tip <laughs> chaos. Just the standard two hundred four diameter insert. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an outsert insert type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a hybrid. Yeah. He builds them pretty heavy, and that bow shoots them real good, real yeah. fast. So. Yeah. So what's your what's your draw? What's your you, we know your draw length? What's your pound? Like how much? Seventy how much, pounds. Can you pull seventy? Yeah. So you don't shoot like an eighty pound hoy no, at no. thirty three. You don't need to. Back in the day, but, he used to though. Yeah, but anymore, you couldn't even get an arrow to spine at eighty pounds with that draw length. Yeah, it'd be tough. Be shooting rebarb out of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it does good. That's crazy. Shoots, what are they? Five hundred twenty-five grain arrows. Yeah, shoots them at like two ninety. That's screaming he, fast. He shoots like heavy. A, he shoots like one hundred two pounds of kinetic energy. That's insane. Yep. And then, do you guys shoot gold tips as well? Yep. Yeah. We all shoot gold tips. I shoot gold tips. Do you? I love gold tips. Yeah, me yep. too. I, I use the Hunter Pros or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, I shot Hunter Pros awesome. forever. Yeah. And that, the only reason I switched this year is because I wanted a little heavier arrow for my elk, and I went to those kinetic chaoses like what my dad shoots. Really? And Brighton shoots the Pierce Platinums. Yep. And those are the skinny ones, right? Yep. Yeah. Like five millimeters or whatever. Yeah. Or? I don't know what they. I think they're one six six. Yeah, one six six. Yeah. Easton's the millimeters and stuff. Oh, but, okay. But okay. I think yeah, they're probably like a. Four millimeter, right in there, super skinny. Yeah, yeah they're skinny. They're micro diameters with it. If they yeah. if they didn't have their hybrid insert, it would be a deep, deep six. six. That's yeah. how skinny they are. So wow. But yeah, and how do you like good. those? They fly really good. And what weight are you shooting for your arrow? So I have a five hundred grain arrow. Mm-hmm. So I have. We all shoot heavy, heavy. Yeah, because I shoot four fifty. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for a long That's time, for I years, I shot a th- uh, three ninety-five, four hundred, especially yeah. for yeah. deer. Yeah, yeah. that's usually what I shoot right around with yep. my hunter pros is right around four fifty, just because it just always worked really good. Yeah, what and then what broadheads? Do you guys all use different broadheads? No, well, kind of this. So last year, I had a couple buddies that kind of pointed me towards uh, Kudu broadheads. They're mm-hmm. a single bevel, mm-hmm. and so I bought I bought a bunch of those this year, and that's what I killed my bull with, and then. Brighton bought some as well and killed his cow with them. Now, was there fine-tuning you had to do with that? or was For sure, pretty? a little bit. I mean, like, it, it could have honestly just been me in my head, but I started shooting them a lot right before the hunt, and um, I was shooting them with, like, a, just a standard three-fletch arrow, and I was having problems with them. Like, even Brighton saw that they were – because that broadhead has a huge – the thing that's yeah, funny was like, wind like nobody I, else. I could shoot mine, and mine would be flying darts, and then he would shoot his – and his were getting well, no, 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 this was before. Oh, when before? I had, yeah, and then I switched to like a, a four fletch, a little bit bigger vein, and I never really had problems with them after mm-hmm. that. How and do you I like shoot four, the four fletch? fletch? Yeah, I never, yeah, before. Yeah. I I like it. I like it a lot. It with those big broadheads, I think you kind of need it. <laughs> really? For sure. Yeah, it it's just it, a, well, it's just a yeah, it helps a lot. It's just a big cutting diameter, and what happens is that front of the arrow is trying to stabilize more than what the rear is. Uh-huh. So you need that rear to overtake the front. So we, 
I know that we Porter and I shoot four fletch. You I shoot we three. All do. do you, you put a helical you. on that or? Yeah, I do. I do it to my bow. Well, yes, I did. That's what I did this year. Last year I did it a little different, which was kind of, it kind of didn't uh-huh. do anything. But you shoot your bow without fletchings on it, and gold tips have a little notch on their knock. And you see, you shoot it like three feet a couple times. You see which way your bow naturally rotates that arrow. And I always fletch my arrows to that way. Some people say, really? if you're, some people say, because yeah. that way, like, you can watch a slow motion video. If you have, if your arrow, say your bow naturally wants to shoot that arrow at a left helical for whatever reason, and you have your arrows fletched to the right, you'll see that arrow comes out and stall for a second, and then start to spin. Really? So my like we, the way we shoot our, shoot our bows, as soon as it comes out of the bow, it's spinning. But like. You'll hear some people like I hear a lot of target archers say if you if you're right-handed you shoot a right helical if you're left-handed you shoot a left helical. Not always, so yeah. So what you're doing is you're breaking down to a bare shaft mm-hmm. yep. and seeing how the bow is kicking that arrow out, yep. Yep. and then you're basing it off of however the bow is kicking that yep. arrow out. Exactly. Why fight yeah. what the bow wants to do? Yeah, yeah. you know, you, if the bow wants to shoot it. left helical. You Stabilize it. You, exactly. you can make it so technical, and you can do everything, and it's so much more technical nowadays than just shooting a three fletch arrow through paper blazer veins at five feet and you get a bolt hole timing's on you're good to go we're we'll bear shaft tune our bows at 20 yards group tune them make sure they're flying good through paper so there's a lot of work that we put into these bows to make sure that they're shooting good yeah that's just I mean that's so much more than I've ever even thought of yeah because yep. you know, I mean I just yep. well that's what pull my arrows out of the box put them together and get yeah. to go there's exactly. nothing wrong with that put either I put a 50 grain it, insert it, in it that's good yeah. because a lot of times when you it do gets like in your head kind of stuff yeah, yeah. Dude, it get, I do that sometimes well it's like reloading stay. you know oh, yeah. and I spent a lot of time in my life years ago spending hours load development load data you know looking up online different problems that people are having with different powders and like the burn rate and all of this stuff and at the end of the day it just is like <laughs> dude i'm making problems up that don't need to exist yep. right now mm-hmm. you know exactly i have some buddies one of my best friends dude he's 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 a very good art shooter mm-hmm. he's over here almost every day having me fix something on his boat because he thinks something's wrong 90 percent of the time i just tell him i fixed it <laughs> it's all in his head yeah. yep yeah. I hear that a lot, like, mm-hmm. because I'm good friends with Hans and Adrian. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hear that from a lot of people will come in with, quote, problems with yeah. their bow, and, like, they're just making... Yeah. Well, if you tell someone that there was something wrong with their bow, and, and that you, you fixed, fixed it, it then yep. it's in their head that it's fixed, and they, the problem goes away. And they're not worried about it. Yep. Yep. Is that the yeah. way you ran that archery shop? <laughs> Take it in the back, it's yeah. fixed. No, there's, $60. <laughs> yeah. no, there, was, there was a lot of people that would come in, and we knew they were good shooters, yeah. but they'd just kind of F with their mind. Mostly yeah. just our close buddies. Yeah. yeah, just the ones that <laughs> thought they knew how the tune bows, but yeah. they didn't really. Yeah. And then we'd... Oh, yeah, it's fixed. Oh, what'd you have to do to it? Oh, dude, the timing was off. Your string must have stretched, this and that. Oh, okay, awesome. Go out there, shooting tacks. Oh, dude, I don't know what you did, but this bow's amazing. And, and we didn't even touch it. <laughs> I mean, we buddies. obviously check it and yeah. we make sure that everything's good. But if something's not off, we're not going to fix it. Like, we're not going to change it if it's not broke. His yeah. head's off. Yeah. There's one of our buddies. I'll say his name just because I think you'd think it's funny. But our buddy Chris Perkins, <laughs> he, this dude kills giant mule deer with his bow. Every Utah, year. Every year. He, he would outshoot any one of us. He'd outshoot most target dudes, dude. He's an amazing shooter. And 
he would come into the archer shop and tell us that he was two inches off at 100 yards. We'd be like, oh, dude, your, your second axis was off. And He'd be like, I knew it. And then you'd go out there and stack all of them right in there. You'd start messing with his <laughs> brain. And you could go out there, and if you're shooting against him, you're like, hey, I see your arrows are consistently going to the left. That means your third axis is off. Oh, it is? And then next thing you know, he comes in the next day, oh, my third axis is off. I need you guys to change it. We just implanted that in his brain. Yeah, he, he, moved, he moved out. Oh, like three hours away from where we're at now, but he still, like during the summertime, he was out here like once a week because he thought something was wrong with his bow. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah. yeah. But it's okay because he kills big deer. So. Yep. Right? Yep. Can't beat that. Yep. That's just so crazy, you know, how much, how much time do you think you spent in the field this year so far for filling, uh. filling your cow tag? I don't know. Well, how many did you well, say? Well, one day to fill his cow Oh, tank. yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So what happened was is we had – I had this big plan. I was going to go and go sit in this wallow and stuff, and I was going to kill my elk. And then I get there, and there's 10 people that were camping with us, all buddies. And I was like, oh, half these people haven't killed elk before, so I'd rather just have them go. I'll just, I'll just sit at, I'll sit at camp. There's not enough yeah. spots for us to sit, and I don't really want to – go mess up their hunt so i actually slept in opening morning slept until about nine o'clock wake up everybody's getting back around 10 ish we start making breakfast talking take a little mountain nap and then get ready to go out in the evening and i told them okay i'll go out in the evening i go sit the wallow and sitting there for about two and a half hours my elk comes in starts drinking at about 80 yards it slowly kept kind of coming towards me and then turned away and she started walking away. So I grab my reed and I do a couple little quick cow calls and she comes a little closer and kind of holds up again. And I range her at 72. I'm like, oh man, can I really do that? And then she kind of held up there. So I pull back and I just freaking center punch her. Double lung. She went 30 yards and tipped over dead. Really? Yep. I was like, I, I shot, and I hear the whoop, just a solid, almost like a hollow pumpkin sound. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I hit her. Smack. Yeah, I was like, wow, I hit her. And, I mean, we practiced, like, just before Porter and I were practicing in the yard, shooting 90 yards, just trying to get – you practice at longer distance, so that way you can be better at close it's distance. More efficient, close, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I knew on paper I could definitely make that shot, but with mm -hmm. an animal it's totally different. So, we shoot our bows a lot. We shoot our bows a couple hundred times a day, usually in the summertime, it seems like. Wow. Yeah. As much as we can. Yeah, as often as possible. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it also can be, I think, such a ter uh, tarnishable skill. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just, if you don't mm -hmm. shoot, a, if you don't shoot consistently, mm -hmm. you can kind of lose it. It's like shooting a yep. pistol. Yeah. You know? Yep, for sure. That's crazy. So we're sitting in your trophy room. Yeah. Jeffy's trophy. It's kind of our hangout. There's a lot of good bucks on the wall. The a middle few. buck is your dad's buck. Yeah. Right? Now that's your guys' grandpa. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, was your dad local here too? Yeah, yeah. So he, you're generations into the area. Yeah. He grew up in Utah. We've never So left. your grandfather was in Utah. Yep. And did your grandfather hunt in Utah as well? Um, Your Uncle Keith did a lot. Very little, very yeah. little. And then my dad, he hunted, but not real serious hunting. But he he bought a bow thirty years ago and tried to be a bow hunter. Uh huh. And that's how kind of got me started. 
But because uh, that yeah. buck's a stud. Yeah, that's a good deer. That's like a dream buck. Yeah. For me, five inch eye guards aren't bad on any mule deer at all. With you know a couple little kickers off the side. Yeah, yep. he's a cool deer. It's like the only thing my dad's ever killed, so we gotta say good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> he killed that velvet buck up on top of the gun case. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He killed that with his thirty-year-old yeah. bow back yeah. in the day. That what kind of bow was that? A pro line. Really? No sights. Big brackets that held the little tiny wheels for cams. Mm-hmm. It was old school. Big old fat aluminum arrows. My first yeah. bow that I ever used was a 1989 Warthog. Warthog, yeah. It was like wood limbs. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. guess they were complete wood bows at that time. Yeah. I bought a, I got for Christmas a, oh, what was it? Like a PSE Express from Gart Brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was the best thing in the world. I killed a sweet two-point with it. So something, and we were talking about this earlier around the truck, because you don't really know the inches on any of these bucks. I've never cared to score any of my animals. I and don't know why. It's just... It's I, just a number. You it's can't, just a you number. You can't take back the kill. That, yeah. that bear's really high in record books, I guess. Yeah. He's got a big old melon on him. But well, I, feel I don't know. Like, well, the, re- the reason why I'm bringing this up in this conversation and, and kind of repeating it and going back to it is like exactly what you just said. That that bear, when you brought it to the taxidermist, the taxidermist was excited. Oh yeah. About the size of the bear because it was like, yeah, about amazing. How, about what it would score. Yeah, about uh, what it would score, and you were like, "What does that even mean?" Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're all. I don't care. Yeah. And it's, and you guys know because mm-hmm. you're active on social media. Yep. You know, and and. I don't know if it's magazines that made it so important yeah, or what. Yeah, that's all it's getting to be is a number game, and people yeah. want to know. Of inches. Yeah. Makes it a better trophy to you, how much, what the number is. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, and then it also goes to, like, the guys that are like, I don't want to post a picture of this buck because it was small. No, it or didn't like, score yeah. enough. It, it didn't not, score yeah. well. Yeah. You know? And there doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need to be that way. Well, on social media I have that stuff. little bear there. So yeah. my big bear, I got super lucky on that bear. That's such a good looking bear. Thanks, man. It's a. It was just an over the counter harvest objective tag, spot, spot and stock yeah, only. Yeah. And I just got super super lucky to kill a bear, and especially a bear like that. And then the next year I had that limited entry tag. I want to kill a bear like that with my bow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was a rifle. Yeah. But uh, that little bear had a limited entry tag. I thought it was going to be super easy, and we worked our butts off to kill that little bear. So that one almost means more to me than that big bear. Uh-huh. And he's just, I mean, he's just a medium to small Utah bear. Right. Nothing, nothing great. I mean, I don't know if he wouldn't score worth crap, but what? I don't know. We earned that one. <laughs> we hunted. We hunted like twenty-five Shot him on days the last the day of the hunt. Really? Yep. Last day of the hunt, right at dark. We were sitting there on this bait. We, my he, my dad had hunted with his bow the entire hunt, and I'm like, that. Because in Utah, it's completely legal to bait. Yep. Yeah. Deer yeah. and bear. For certain, yeah, and bears for certain hunts. Yeah. Certain bear hunts you like can't sp- bait. Yeah. Can you for spring bear or fall bear? Or summer s- summer tag yeah. in Utah, you can bait. Over the spring, you tags, can't. No. Oh, really? Yeah, no. so that, that big bear on the over-the-counter tag, mm-hmm. spot and stock only. So he stumbled upon that while walking through the woods. 
Still hunting or just walking along? Just walking and glassing. Yeah. And we kind of knew that there were bears in the area. We found a lot of sign. and It's where we elk hunt and we always see him. Yeah. He's so big. Yeah, he's he's a bruiser. That smaller bear, we were sitting on a bait site like 100 yards below it. And it was right at dark. It was almost dark. And my dad looks at me. He's like, I think there's a bear on the bait. I'm like, yeah, right. And there hadn't and been a single bear on this bait the whole entire hunt. Not on camera or anything. Yeah. He's like, I think there's a bear on the bait. I'm like, yeah, right. And I pull up my binos, I see it go into the bait site, and he's on the gun, and it steps back out. And I'm watching through my binos, and he just hammers it, and I thought it dropped. <laughs> I thought I saw it just pile up. I'm like, oh, he's down right there. And so we jump up, and we throw our packs on him, and my dad's like, let's go to the truck, and, like, and I think he said to call Brighton or something like that. And I'm like, let me just run up there real quick. I'm pretty sure he's just right there. It's like 120 yards or 100 yards. And I look up, and on the trail walking at us, that bear was like 30 feet from us. My dad whiffed it, missed him by like who knows how much with so, his seven mag at so 30 yards. Just like just like Porter on his elk this year launching yeah. the arrow into space. Got excited. He launched that ball. Well, he was <laughs> coming, right, coming right at He's us. He's coming right for us. He was coming right for us. He was wounded, man. I didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah, I wouldn't either. He ran. That creeped me out yeah. quick. Yeah. And he ran like another 40 yards, and we heard him death moan, and then we, came, we went and got him. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. So what's it been like for you raising two new hunters? Oh. In well, it's been pretty, pretty cool. Like, they've, they've been my hunting buddies since they were, like, two years old. We what, started them young. And, like, what I love, though, is, like, all the, all the animals that I've seen you guys take are all, like, seriously respectable animals. But at the same time, you're not like you. You don't care about inches. You're not worried. No, that's not your. That's not what it's all about. You know. I mean, you want to shoot a big elk yeah, if you, you have want a to good shoot a mature tag. animal and look at it and you're like, that's a big one. I'm going to get it. For sure. Know? For sure. You know, but like so raising them. What's that been like for you having? Well, it's been getting to pass awesome. along the tradition. Oh yeah. Well, they're my they're my hunting buddies as much as they are my kids. Cause yeah. I started early, and I've got kids that are older than most of my buddies. My buddies have little tiny kids, and my kids are grown adults. Mm -hmm. So now they push me, you know. They push me to hunt harder, hike farther, and it's pretty cool. And then they pack everything out for you. And then they pack everything out. (laughs) That's okay. I love that part. Yeah. But, yeah, we're kind of just good old hunting boys, just buddies. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome having boys that want to do the same things. Right. And then the girls go and do their thing. Yeah. So. Yep. That's so crazy. Like, you guys are just so lucky. And it's so, for me, to have met you guys on the mountain and gotten to know you over the past three years or whatever, you know, however long it's been, has been so great. Because, like, the other day I call you and you're like, I'm on my way up the mountain right now. They got a bull down with some new guy who's never killed an animal before, right? <laughs> yep. He's never killed an animal before. Yep. And, you know, that's just like, that's to me that, you know, and, and you guys know how I am, and I love taking people out for their first hunt. So, oh, yeah. You know, and it's so refreshing to meet guys that are doing the exact same shit. Yeah. You know, and like, I've met other people from Utah that are like, oh, yeah, I know them. 
I know that family, and not like personally. They just know the legend. <laughs> Whatever. It's not really a legend. There's a legend, and I don't care what you say. I'm gonna say that <laughs> the legend is that giant ass dude and the two dudes that worked at an archery shop. <laughs> if you if you say Big Jeff, there's a lot of people in the valley that know giant Big Jeff. dude with a sweet beard. That's what most of them say. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty that. sweet beard. Thanks. Yeah, but you're trying to grow facial hair. You can't grow a mustache right now. Right now. I know. Jeez. <laughs> it's okay. They can grow facial hair. I can't. Not I just, yet. I just look like a Mexi. Yeah, I'm older than Porter, and Porter's growing a full mustache. It's <laughs> only like three weeks. It's not that bad. <laughs> He's got a freaking super trooper You know what helps, on. man? What's Rosemary that? oil. Oh, yeah? Rosemary start, oil helps stimulate... Facial hair growth. Start rubbing that on, on the face. <laughs> get a little places. tincture, a little drop, 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 drop at night. Rub that in. Hmm. Let me know in six months. If, if, if <laughs> <you're right. laughs> just wow. Look, just look like Harry Sasquatch after that. Yeah, it works. Because, like, so I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll get holes. You get patch spots. Patch spots. Because, like, if I get stressed out, like, that's how you can tell if I've been stressed out. There'll be, like, a patch spot somewhere in my, yeah. in my beard. You don't look too stressed right now. I'm not stressed right now. You're doing good? I'm doing great, man. Nice. Life's good. Yeah. You know? We just killed a 228-inch buck yesterday. That doesn't suck. And now you're getting ready for a sheep hunt. And now I'm getting ready for a sheep hunt. Where is that? What? (laughs) How did I get here? How did you get to that point in your life? You know what's funny? It's like, because I've known you guys for longer than I've been doing a podcast or working on a podcast. Well, yeah, you guys were, it was just an idea. It was an idea. You had the idea driving home from Utah, didn't it was you? On the way to Utah. Oh, on the way to Utah. We, on that hunt, on that first hunt when we all met. Yeah. And uh, it's just such a trip to, to go from where I was at that point in my life to where I'm at yeah. now. Pretty much all because of the hunting industry. All because of the hunting industry. That's cool. You know? and Way cool. And just, you know, working for it. And yep. Time in the field, I guess you could compare it to, you know? It's just been crazy. Heck yeah. It's, it's so awesome, though. You know? I can't wait. Dude, if I ever draw that elk tag. You will. I you will. know who to call. Sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun one. I think you'll draw next year. Yeah. I think so too. And if so you don't, so. I mean, well, next year, we're all on waiting periods now. Mm-hmm. So none of us can hunt it. I have two more years. You have what? Four so years as a resident, that? can you not, after you get drawn so for we, an elk tag? We have a five-year waiting period. We can't put in for elk for five years. But do I have that entry? waiting period as an out-of-state resident? Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. You do. I think, I, I I think talked, so. I, we talked to a buddy earlier this year because mm-hmm. I was under the impression that you non-residents did not get it oh, really? they did not get a waiting period but I was talking with one of our buddies who's on the board for some some of the uh, fishing game stuff and he was saying that they have a waiting period as well really so I don't know if it's five years but you're or, lucky you get to put in for every species in Utah yeah yeah. every year we, we get a elk or deer and then one once in a lifetime you can put in for every once in a lifetime they kind of shaft us residents which is well, yeah, of, I can get drawn for some pretty good general well, units well, every year. Well, it's you, kind of weird you, yeah, we've years. noticed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you can put in for all the once in a lifetimes every single year. We have to pick. So which one that you yeah, want? like? So, whether it's a bison hunt. Yeah. Or so a, like, mm-hmm. my dad's been putting in for moose for what? 
20 something years oh i think i have 16 is all but yeah so almost 20 years i'm about halfway there that's yeah he's about halfway there wow. you you could be a non-resident be putting in for every single one of these pull or tags so when i draw get, my moose tag i'll call you first yeah yep <laughs> like i'm gonna stab you in the neck yeah i won't be happy but i'll still take you and i'll still go find you a big bull yeah that's so i'm surprised that they do it that way yeah, yeah. And then the they just want that, the money. They want the yeah. money from the extra revenue from yeah. the out-of-staters. But you know, and your you should, permit fees to put in. You or, can live out of state for twenty years, have twenty points for every once in a lifetime. Move to Utah, all those points transfer with you. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? All your point, all your twenty points you have, transition to resident points, and so you have higher chance of drawing tags. So there's lots of people that do that. And they could start drawing once a lifetime tags every five years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I still, well, don't I think once even as a non-resident, I think if you draw one, I don't think you can still keep putting in, can you? Well, You're down after for you other draw species. One. Yeah, you can not do for other species. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You so, like, if I drew a bison tag, yep, mm. I could still draw a moose tag. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. mountain goat. Yeah, you get twenty points. Twenty point, you get moose. Twenty one, get bison. 23 you get bighorn sheep you or get lucky like money mendez over there and go get go get, to, an expo. Oh, yeah. get that expo zion tag we're yeah. all hoping to draw another pull we, tag. we bank on that every year but i'm we, planning on an expo tag this have year. have you ever drawn an expo tag no none of us have i know I a lot of people that draw them. expo tags like yeah. it's a real thing yeah there's lots of people that draw i mean we we know not. people that draw every yeah, year. Like our, our buddy Alex, he drew a Wasatch Archery yeah. Limited Entry tag. Not He's a non-resident. Drew it this year, and he sadly didn't get anything. But, uh, I mean, drew it. That's crazy. know people all the time. Yeah. What else? I don't know what else. What do you guys got planned for next year? I guess you don't have anything planned for next year. We're not even... I'm still tripping because it's like yeah, hunting season hasn't seriously this started not yet. Over yet. It's yeah. like yeah. it's yeah. just in its infancy well, still. Brett yeah. and I both have deer tags that we can hunt the Wasatch front. Yeah, we so we're gonna hunt the satch, bro. You can hunt the front, bro. Yeah, the hunt the front, bro. I'm gonna hunt the front this year too. We're gonna try to bro. find little flyer hats, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go hunt the front. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to find some bucks once they start rutting. So. On the end season, mm -hmm. yeah, because so there's that like it goes till November thirtieth. Yeah, so because like, the Wasatch tag is weird. Well, so how front. how it works? Yeah, hunt the front, bro. Right. Uh, on the way, the way that it works is you could draw <laughs> or get any archery tag deer in the state, and if you do not kill a deer during your general archery hunt and whatever unit that is, once the general season archery is over, you can hunt the Wasatch Extended Archery. Yeah, which is from yeah, which is pretty much from Provo Canyon ish to Bountiful, and I mean around that area, and then you can hunt all the main canyons: Big Cottonwood, Little Cottonwood, Parleys, Mill Creek, and you can do that up until the end of November for deer, and then they also have an elk where you can hunt up until... December 15th. Yeah, the 15th of December. So It runs that late. Yeah. So oh, those, I didn't know that. So there's you'll be walking in two, three feet of snow, and those bulls are getting pushed down almost to city limits, mm -hmm. and which is kind of a joke because there's 15, 20 people chasing after one elk 
they're pushing across the mountainside and it almost gets almost to the point where it's harassing wildlife oh wow yeah like it's it sucks and sometimes the so the dedicated hunter program is that just specific for residents yeah, I don't know. I think they have it for non-residents. They have it for non-residents. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think know. So. We haven't really. I mean, we're all residents, so we haven't really looked into it. But yeah, the, I've never looked into it because I keep getting drawn. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the the dedicated hunter program. You pick a unit, you put in for that unit, and then if you draw it, you can hunt all three seasons: archery, muzzleloader, rifle. And you can you get a tag. You're guaranteed a tag for three years, but you can only kill two deer in those three years. So, it's kind of nice, so that way you can kind of be picky. and Like if, Jeffy, it's his first year dedicated, so. Yep. He's yeah, we were talking about that earlier. He's You're on a dedicated little, tag gonna, this year. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be it's able okay to, to be real picky your first year. Yeah. Or if, not even go out on the opener because you're tired from elk hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But that's just Whatever. for the muzzleloader tag. Yeah, yeah, we still Because we rifle. were going to go out on your muzzleloader tag. And you text me, like, the day before, and you're like, hey, I'm not really into it. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you weren't into it, he so I went. He won't kill the 200-inch buck. I yeah, so. I mean, I went, and I, I glassed up some bucks for my father yeah, for his yeah. tag that he's got for Utah this year on, on his. And then I went and met up with some other buddies in a, in a limited entry tag that that guy was lucky enough, fortunate enough to have. and Yeah, kill a monster. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't even like. I, I've never seen a buck. I've never seen something like that in my life. With that much trash and and, just, no, and no balls. You know that was probably one of the most fun parts about walking up to that deer, when everybody is there and I lifted the leg up, and there's no no nuts. Hey, we did that once with one of his deer too. Well, yeah, because he shot it there and blew its balls <laughs> off. <laughs> Die. <laughs> it didn't move it was when he was like 13 years old. Yeah, it's like his first or second year hunting. Yeah. Buck steps out at like 300 yards or something like that. Like, we couldn't find a hole in it for nothing until yeah. we lifted the leg and yeah. well, it was gone. He dumped it though. It didn't he, even move. He shoots it. it, it dumped me too. He starts drag. He starts dragging his back end. Porter runs up there, shoots it again. We're like, Whoo, okay, he's done. And we're like looking for it. We see the one hole. We're looking for the other one. I'm like, oh, well, let's start processing it. So I split the legs open. I go, you shot his dick off. <laughs> He's like 21 Jump Street. Is that my dick? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. It was amazing. That's crazy. So you shot a good buck last year. Yeah. Same. Not far from where I no, ended so up shooting my buck last same year. Same unit that you hunt or you've been hunting. Went up there. Um... Porter and I decided that we were going to go up when I got off work. You guys did a serious packing. Yeah, well, we and in, like, we didn't really know miles. what we were getting into. So the only time I'd ever been, well, I've been up there a few times, but, like, the last time I'd been up there was when I met you. Yeah. There. I was, and so I knew where I wanted to camp. Brighton had never been in, on that mountain even. Yeah. So I knew we, about we where I wanted to camp. Clo- or I know, like. You guys different... hunted above the timber line, sort of, right? Like, on the top of where yeah. we met. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Looking out the backside. Yeah. Yep. And we got up, we camped on top. We saw some nice, there's some smaller bucks right a on lot the of can, A lot yeah. of a noise came out of that canyon yeah, opening yeah. morning. Right, right out of camp, we saw a couple <laughs> a couple nice bucks. And, uh, Is that a joke about me shooting Andy? No, <laughs> not you. Oh, okay. No, right. no, someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. We saw a couple nice bucks right out of the tent that morning and Brighton passed on them. And then everything kind of slowed down and we were just napping. And 
kind of watching this big burn in the middle of the day, and I spotted his buck, bedded down, and he made a freaking awesome shot on it. 900 and some odd yards? 1050. 1050. 1050. Oh, yeah, excuse okay. me. Get it right. Four <laughs> digits, <laughs> not three. That's yeah. that's 10 football fields. The yeah. long ways. The yeah. long ways. Yeah. The long ways. <laughs> the long ways. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what the dude who... Plus another half of one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what that, that dude Plus. that we helped on that limited entry elk hunt, he whiffed 11 shots on like a 340 350 bull at 300 yards how many how many cartridges did he have in total on that what do you have 14 13 13? he killed his bull on the 13th yep. shot out of so, that gun so so he's and we're shooting a 300 ultra mag with nosler trophy grade acubon 210 grain bullets 85 dollars a box okay oh, he shot I, them all man. I, I get the phone call he emptied the box i get the phone call on a wednesday while i'm at work my dad calls me and says, hey, we got a bull. I was like, awesome. I'll be up. I get off work at 5. I'll be up there. I'll help you guys process him. He says, well, we don't know if we're going to get him back. I was like, why is that? And he goes, well, Greg missed him 11 times and hit him, we think, three times. But we're not sure. So we're going to let him sit for a while. This is at like 7 o'clock in the morning. So we're going to let him sit, and then we're going to go look for him later this afternoon. So I was able to get off work early, got up there around 3 and they were barely walking into the trees to go find him at three. We gave him eight hours before we went and looked, and this is not one of our best moments. I don't know why we brought this up, but... It, well, we started talking <laughs> about long shots, and then we just kind of dove yeah, into we, it. Yeah, we looked... We ended up losing that bull. Finding which was him horrible. alive, though, which helped, We jumped which him after, yeah. after nine hours. We yeah. jumped him, and after that... Was there blood? There's no blood. Tons of blood where he'd laid down. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah we couldn't believe he lived, dude. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We looked for him for a day and a half after that and just couldn't turn him up. Yeah. But they're tough. I'm hoping he's still running. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, you never know. Yep. I mean, and that happens, though. And, and like, that's such a big thing that happens in the field. Yeah, it does. You know, like, I know, for me, my first elk that I ever killed was a cow. And I shot her seven times. Wow. And she was still running. Yeah, and I mean, like... They're crazy tough. Three of them were good shots, you know? And my dad hit her two more times. And I shoot 180 grains out of a, th a 3378. Yeah. I hit her seven times. Wow. Jeez. My dad hit her once through the back of the head. And she was still running. Jeez. And he shot her another time after that. And I think that like spined her or something, and that put her down. So nine rounds went into that elk. The uh, the butcher was like, "What? <laughs> what like happened cheese? to this? What happened to this elk? Yeah, you know." And he found I think three bullets wow. still intact. Like wow. they weren't intact; they were mushroomed out. And yeah, everything like that. But it happens, man. Yeah. Like elk are durable, like turkeys. Yeah. You know, turkey, I've seen turkeys take a beating, man, with arrows. <laughs> yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't have the best luck on that 300-yard shot. And after we followed it well, for a day and a half and stuff. The it, adrenaline kicked in for sure. He'd never yeah. shot at an animal before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a little bit excited. A little bit of elk <clears throat> fever going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Serious so, elk fever. But, yeah, after a day and a half of tracking him, we... Or, I mean, we lost blood, couldn't find him, glassed for days, and walked that whole entire mountain range trying to find 
anything trying to find birds and we couldn't find him but i mean it wasn't enough blood that we think he's dead yeah we don't really know exactly where he hit him but we think it was just a a, a shot that just made him bleed and hopefully he sealed up and we think he hit him high him. in the back strap is what we think yeah kind of i don't know who knows so well, yeah he whiffed that shot and then we're sitting there up on the mountain and we range a big five point at thousand yards and we're like oh yeah that's pretty dang far he's like can i try like what (laughs) you missed 300 (laughs) yards he's like i'm gonna miss obviously i suck (laughs) he was hard on himself he was super hard on himself i bet yeah so (laughs) i'm trying to help him he's like all right i'm on him so i zoom in all right i can't find him zoom out He's new, so, I mean, it was understandable. He's all shaking and stuff. Sadly, that big five-point walks into the trees and gets away. And uh, he's like, Porter and I are getting ready to start packing up our binos and stuff. And, all right, well, we'll just come back later. He's like, whoa, 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 there's still four more, four more bulls there. You don't want me to shoot any of those ones? Like, dude, you could shoot whatever you want. It's your tag. If those elk will make you happy, then you go ahead and shoot it. He goes, I want to shoot at that bottom right one. He smoked a little four point. <laughs> yeah. Smoked him. One shot. Well, second shot. Second first, shot. Yeah, first shot he hit high right. And then the second shot he smoked it. And it just locked up and tumbled. We're like, you hit it. He goes, holy shit, I hit it. He couldn't <laughs> so, believe it. He was in more shock than more than he was. Yeah. I mean, and then we go into the cafe in town later and he's all excited. He's like, yep, the, the rumors are true. The legend's he here. Was, he was telling everyone how great he was. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, lady, the waitress, guess what? Well, she's like, yeah, what's that? He's like, you ever killed an elk before? She's like, mm, no. He's like, I killed one. She's like, oh, that's awesome. How, like, how big? He's like, it's not the biggest elk, but guess how far I shot it? She's like, how far? He's like, thousand yards that's 10 football fields that's where that saying came from <laughs> the long ways the long ways <laughs> yeah so that's that's where he's I, on cloud uh, now yeah. he was he was so it, it didn't end as good as we were hoping but he said he had like the funnest week of his life he yep. had such a good time that's cool yeah but yeah that's um, where that's where the 10 football fields came in when i was when, talking about my deer for him as a new hunter to experience loss and success the highs and the lows you know, and that's got to be helpful in the sense for him yeah. in the future as far as, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. capability and, and you for know, sure. all the learning curve. Because, yeah. I mean, I know, guys that, I know guys that injure, de- injure deer and elk, like, every year, you know, archery hunting. Yeah. They don't always, some years they're successful and some years they injure one or two, maybe three, shoulder shot or, yeah. you know, High something like that. back straps in the no zone. Yeah, yep. you know, like who, you know, who knows yeah. what, and that's that's, it happens. Brighton and I had a crazy story last year on a, with a spike elk. Oh yeah, I, that was uh, crazy. I was sitting on a water hole, and it was um, a Sunday afternoon, and I shot this spike, and I hit him right in the shoulder, dude, and my arrow went in about two inches, and I looked for that elk for like seven hours. Couldn't, I didn't even find a drop of blood. And, but you uh, watched the arrow in him. Yeah, the arrow away. stayed in him. The arrow stayed in him. He and shoots uh, a prime. They're not that strong. Whatever. You shut your mouth, you hoit-loving <laughs> son of a bitch. Whatever. So, anyways, shut your whore mouth. I didn't, I didn't recover him. And then um, the last day, so six days later, Brighton is sitting that exact same wallow. Yep. And it's, he's with one of our really good friends named Jared. And they're sitting at this wallow, and all of a sudden they see something that comes to the trees, and they could see my Luminoc 
and they're like still what? lit up. They're like, what the hell? And this spike comes in with my arrow sticking out of his shoulder, and Brighton smokes him and kills him. Yep. Still, you yep. got your arrow back. A week yeah. later, same exact spot. Yep, same exact spot, exact same trail that he walked in on. <laughs> I freaking smoked him. He went like twenty yards, tipped over dead. That's so and, cool. And uh, I take a video. Oh, Porter, look, I found your arrow. And I pull an arrow out of the elk, and <laughs> it, I right when I pulled the arrow out, there's maggots all inside of his shoulder and stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's gross. And tried, <laughs> I was like, well, we got to take the meat. So I tried to cut it up and cut around it and stuff, you know. And no, it was just too gross. I was like, yeah, I don't so want to risk it. Was it was a three-quarter elk. It was a three-quarter elk. But yeah. we talked to our buddy Chris, who is a biologist, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, you know, if that, if that elk pulled that arrow out or if it naturally fell out, that elk probably would have lived because I guess the maggots eat the infection, and then as it grows back and heals, those maggots will slowly fall out yeah, and leave fall or, die out or, or die or whatever. Yeah, or whatever, turn yeah. into flies or whatever. Yep, <laughs> so he was saying, he's like, yeah, that elk probably would have lived. As long as that arrow would have fallen out, he probably would have lived and been totally fine. So that just shows how tough they are. Yeah. They tag-teamed that spike. <laughs> yep. Some Pretty brotherly cool. love right there. Yeah. How, how many elk did you kill last year? Killed one. I killed Spike last oh, year. Oh, you did. Oh, sorry. I can't Whoa. talk smack. He's trying. I was, I was He's trying. trying. I was trying to make a Hoyt joke, but I forgot you did, Hoyt's, you did kill Hoyt's one. Hoyts do work. Yeah, he did kill one last year. He likes to give us crap about the Primes because Prime doesn't make a They don't make one that fits me. If they did, Brian shoot it in the Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot yeah. of guys that shoot prime and love them, man. They're yeah. good bows. Every yeah. everyone makes a good bow. They're good bow bows, now. but it's like yeah. what you said earlier. You can't just shoot a bow because we shoot primes. You, I'm not going to tell you shoot primes mm-hmm. or you shoot Matthews. You yeah. shoot Matthews. With my dad, because he's six foot nine and thirty three inch draw, he's limited on what I he thought can he was shoot. Seven foot four. And well, I like Hoyts. Well, he's big uh, Jeff. He does like. He is big seven Jeff. Seven four? No, he's not seven. <laughs> Sasquatch status. Wait, what's Sasquatch? We doing? Do you have like a what's what's up with Sasquatch? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about Sasquatch. Okay, we're leaving that. We'll leave that <laughs> on the table. Bring it up. That's, that's <laughs> Someone else can, but I'm not. No, no, we'll leave it. We'll just leave it's that po- for mystery. Not podcast appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> if Sasquatch is out there, he's out there. Do you think, like, with how many hunters have trail cameras out, don't you think there'd be a trail camera Dude, picker? He's the master of hide-and-seek. He's the forest ninja. Yeah, he, he is. He swings from limb to limb. Yeah, he probably does. In the in the tops. Maybe he has tunnels. I don't know. He could. He could. Could you imagine networks of caves, of Sasquatch caves? The Sasquatch caves? Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. He's like, I'm not getting into this topic with you guys. <laughs> Let's talk about something that's not Sasquatches now. We can talk about aliens. No. No. How about ghosts? No. No. Haunted mm-hmm. forests? No. Jeffy's no, no. really scared of that kind of stuff. I don't like aliens and ghosts. My dad's Bears buddy was abducted out in Nevada desert. He really was? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, that's a, that's a no bullshit story. Ooh. He'll yeah. tell us that later. That's his, he, like When he tells the story, man, his... Uh, he goes ghost white. He starts mm. like getting goosebumps. And he gets goosebumps. And shaking and he stuff. gets goosebumps. The hair on the back of his neck stand up, and like he goes ghost white. Oh, and geez. he's as big as you, like he's a big guy. You never. Do, do you get like probed? I I don't know about Cartman probed, but. Um, <laughs> there. I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story off mic, but it's. 
crazy, huh? Yeah. Wow. And there's there's three people that were that were there. They watched him get that, probed. That all experienced <laughs> acti- like weird activity that oh, night. Something well, weird they, happened. Something yeah. something going on in the area they were in oh. with lights outside of their campers. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. And like clocks. Dude, that's changing like, times overnight, everybody's clock. Really? Like, and I'm like, dude, telling it, I'm getting, I'm feeling it because <laughs> when he tells the story, if you're you sitting with him, it gets awkward. It gets awkward and uncomfortable because you know how dead serious he's being. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's nothing more scary than walking through the woods and you're thinking about ghosts and yeah. aliens mm-hmm. and Bigfoot coming mm-hmm. up behind you. And yeah. Leave him out of it. <laughs> Leave Sasquatch alone. Ah, uh, I don't. Ghosts, ghosts, and aliens freak me out. Bears, yeah. cougars, animals don't. That doesn't. None I mean, of that. I mean, they do. I mean, they do a no. little bit for me at least. But yeah. I'm more scared of that stuff. I can't watch scary movies because walking through the woods by yourself and you hear stuff. I don't yeah. like it. I'll fight a black bear, but you can't fight a ghost. Ghost yeah. to win nine times out of ten. Every time. <laughs> oh, ten, Every time. Ten times out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> punch, punch them right in the ghost face. They don't even care. <laughs> just, ten times just lose that just, fight. Just right through his face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like how I'd feel if I ever... I, so, do you remember Unsolved Mysteries? Yeah. Did you ever watch that yeah. show? These guys wouldn't know no. Unsolved Mysteries. That was 20 years ago, huh? But this is like <laughs> I was 40 years, years ago, ago, man. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries. That mess, not, that was like, that was the real deal when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Because we'd watch that, my mom would watch it. And of course, I'm sitting there and it's that weird guy in the trench coat oh, with the gray music. back hair. Oh, yeah. You know? And like, he was always here with you. Oh, man, really? But uh, he was always, like, always freaking me out. Right? Yeah, so there it is. I got to do this just because. Yeah, I don't like that. Right? Did you watch X-Files growing no. up? Or, like, I don't know how old you are. But... You, you seen that movie Signs? Yeah. That show messed me up, man. The, the movie Signs? Yeah. <laughs> what part did you hate when he, when he sees the it. hand or whatever? All of it. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Yeah, dude, Signs was a good movie. No, it wasn't. X-Files, there was one episode... And I can't remember if it, it might have been like season three or episode <laughs> one or, or or episode three and season one. And there's one at the end of the episode. It's this alien that lives in the sewer systems, and all you see is its face while it submerges underwater. Ugh. Yeah, it's just the most. No I remember thanks. it vividly from fifth grade. It's <laughs> the one, the one that really messed me up growing up is I was walking to the store. There's the blockbuster in the corner of Reams or whatever, and uh, they had it, the cover of it showing. I saw that, and just the cover of the clown, mm-hmm. I it just messed with me for days. Clowns are amazing, dude. Clowns are scary. Yeah. I don't like scary clowns. Scary clowns? What about yeah. silly clowns? Uh, Make you not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What about you? What scares you? Oh, dude, I'm scared of all that crap. All of it? Yeah. Not down. I don't like it. Nope. Nope. You know what's like fun is talk about aliens and ghosts in camp at night. Why oh, would you we do did that? that? We did that at camp this year, and I didn't hardly sleep that night. Uh-huh. You don't do our that. Buddy, our buddy 
Like, this is what scares me the most is like the devil worshiping crap like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we oh, don't man. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of it. You know? Yep, the things we do. Right. So, there's always a fun minute of the podcast, and it's always the dead eye minute. Right? Now, and this will be a widespread question for all of you, and this is the only reason why this is on my mind is because I saw roughly a plus 200 four by four, and I saw a plus 200 non typical, and the shooter opted to go for the non typical. So, if you had the opportunity on a monster. Four by four, that made that non-typical look small side by side. Would Ooh. you go for the four by four? I take the typical. Or would you go for the non-typical? I take the typical. I think it's more rare. That yeah. Big. Yeah. Typical's tough. A two a two hundred and twenty whatever inch typical is more rare than a well, two hundred twenty inch non-typical. So, but here's the here's the tricky part though, is that that the typical dwarfed the non-typical but the non-typical was higher score 28 on its with its cheater and it's you know whatever cactus thing going on out there right yeah so that's as a 28 inch outside frame right then when you looked at the typical like you could have fit that 28 inch frame inside the typical wow. book. Yeah. And the mass, I'd say the mass was almost equivalent. Really? But what you're missing is the 40 extra inches of junk that's going in every direction. So say the one is a, the one buck was total inches was 228. So you minus 40 inches. So the, the four by four is only 288. Mind you, sure, maybe it's or 188. 188, 188 yeah. yeah, thanks. Woo! <laughs> I'd take the 288 typical. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Me too. That was up in the Henry's or? Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere good. Potsagon? Yeah. Um, That's tough. No, the satch, bro. Yeah, the front. It's, it's, not, not, the front. it's not on satch the front. Sean Morgan would know about it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I need a trash buck in my life. Yeah. All I've killed is typicals. Yeah. You I know, get that. But a monster, monster typical is pretty hard to find. Yeah. So yeah. that's tough. Right. Well, and then also, like, so I'm, I'm just comparing to my 4x4 four four I shot last year, which is only 27. Yeah. Right? So to put that inside a buck that has way more mass and, yeah. and like, just fit it in there, it's just like, that's a big deer, man. Big yeah. deer. I just don't know. If I would be able to, I don't know what I would do. What would you guys do? What would you What would you shoot? The 180 inch typical or the 228? Yeah, 188 or a 228. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think I'd take the 228 just because it's that much yeah, bigger. If, I don't know. That's if, tough. But if you were, I mean, if there's a 200 inch typical next to that buck. Yeah, I'd probably shoot the 200 inch. I I'd probably go with the non typical as that well. Big. But we never did that. That buck we didn't think was. Putting over to 
two. I I thought Max we were going to get two of four out. Yeah. Of it. If I had to choose side by side a same score, non typical, typical, I'd take a typical. But with a bigger non typical and a smaller typical, I'm going with the cool non typical. Yeah. Yeah. Trash. I gotta go for the trash. Going for the trash. I think so. That's just that's so tough though. Yeah. Big typical, so beautiful. Yeah. It is. But then that non-typical, so cool and unique. Especially a buck like that with those yeah. bleached out. Still in full velvet. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, he's a cactus buck, so. Yeah. You know, but that is just. I'd say you can't yeah. go wrong with either. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't complain about either. Seriously. Yeah. Right on, man. Do you guys have any concluding thoughts? I mean, we covered archery. We covered. Yeah, we kind of covered. We covered everything. elk. This is ghosts and sasquatches. Ghosts and sasquatch. And this is three years of podcasting, or three years of us building up to this podcast in one conversation. So right, we got a lot into it. Yeah, yep. we did. It was good. It was nice. Right on. How uh, if someone wanted from Utah, someone wanted to get their bow worked on, mm-hmm. how just, could they get a hold of you? Find me on Instagram. Yeah, it's Porter Meekum Outdoors. Yeah, meet him, right? Yeah, yeah. Just send me a message on Instagram, and I'm I'm pretty I have a pretty open schedule right now. Need <laughs> so, help? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He quit his job because they wouldn't give him enough time for his elk hunt. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I can respect that. Yeah, it happens. Like right now, if you can me, make it work. You do it. You make it work, dude. You do exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, just hit me up on Instagram. And grab that net and catch that butterfly. Heck yeah. You know. So they and they, what is your Instagram? Porter Meekum Outdoors. Outdoors? Yeah. And is there an underscore in there? Or? Yeah. So Porter Meekum, one word, and then underscore outdoors. Okay. Yeah. What about you? How can people find you? Uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, Brighton Meekum. Uh, I spell my first name weird. It's B-R-Y-T-O-N, um, named after a ski resort, but spelled differently. Oh, okay. My, my at name is at Brighton underscore Meekum underscore hunting. Mm-hmm. So... That's where you can find me. And I also work on buzz, but not nearly as much as Porter because I work a nine or a You six, have a real job now. Yeah, I work 6.30 to 5 every day, 4.10, so get to do that all day. So I'm not as available as him. So hit up Porter if you need any bow work. Yeah. And how can people look you up, Big Jeff? Well, I'm old school. Just Jeff Meekum. Uh, on Instagram. Pages. Oh, on Instagram. On Instagram. Not uh, that old school, but yeah. just one word, Jeff Meekum. Yeah. Do you have an MSN account? Yes. Yes. Wait, what's that? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah. MySpace, MySpace, too. yeah. <laughs> right? Right on, man. Well, you know, thank you guys. I know that, oh. you know, it was difficult to get Jeff to agree to having a mic put onto his chest. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have a camera, so he's... He didn't I didn't know what s- to do with my hands. He didn't have to see his hands. Yeah. He didn't know what to no. do. He's been literally sitting here the whole time with his hands. <laughs> hands <above laughs> like big paws <laughs> frozen in front of him. Like, it's like, is that we, weird? We keep putting his hands down. <laughs> is that down. not normal? <laughs> oh. We keep putting his hands down and they me? just keep lifting back up. <laughs> yeah. like, Give it 30 seconds of the back of like head height. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All seven foot four are you? Yeah. Not quite that big. <laughs> Almost though. No. Well, yeah, thanks yeah. for having us, Andy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, you and I we're gonna have a pretty good hunting season this year. Yeah. You know, we're gonna maybe go find some bucks in a couple weeks. Go find some bucks in a couple weeks and get stupid on the mountain, you know, maybe 
share the bed of my truck or, or a fifth Ooh, wheel. I don't know. I'm not I think the fifth wheel sounds a little better. I but think you'd fit in the bed of my truck. We might try. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows what happens? You have like a six-foot bed. You're not not even a six-foot <laughs> bed. It's a shorter to, bed. You have to keep the tailgate I'll be down. hanging out a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be some spooning going on. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, man. Right on. Well, thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website, Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.